Hi and welcome to the Advantages Experts podcast where we talk to the brightest minds in business today. I'm your host Dave Agnoni, happy to be joined by Dan Schaubel, founder of Millennial Branding, a New York Times best-selling author and an expert on personal branding. Dan, thanks for joining us. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me, Dave. Dan, let's start with this idea of personal branding. Where exactly did it come from? It certainly sounds like it's become more popular in recent years. And why is it so important in business nowadays? So you could always say it was important. I think what happened for me was I learned how to market myself early because I was a marketer in college. And so I would market myself by coming to interviews with a CD portfolio work back when you know, people were using CDs. A website, a business card, a references document with testimonials. So I was, I consider that marketing myself and my abilities and differentiating myself in the recruiting process. And then it wasn't until I graduated and got my first job at EMC Corporation uh, where I came home from work and I read an article that was written in 1997 by Tom Peters. It was the brand called You. I was at the cover of Fast Company Magazine. Uh, it's the reason why Fast Company Magazine exists and it's successful today. And that, is, that has inspired my career moving forward. So Tom Peters is, is kind of the original voice of personal branding. And my objective was to do two things. One is to be the voice of millennials and their perspective on the topic, uh, but also take personal branding to this next, this next level of uh, leveraging tech, new technologies in order to convey your value proposition. So personal branding, from my standpoint, is unearthing what makes you unique and special and communicating that to the right audience. And in marketing, we call this the target audience. And and I always push people to, to focus on niche because that's how you can be found. Dan, you've touched on this a little bit already, but how have you built your personal brand? So well, tell us a little more about your story. Sure. So I started working when I was 13, first internship, my senior year of uh, high school, seven more internships in college, my first business doing website design sophomore year of college, three and a half years at EMC Corporation, three different positions. Uh, what makes it kind of special is the last position I got based on what I was doing outside the company. So I created a blog, a magazine, an online TV series, and several other things around the topic of personal branding, especially for that's pretty cool. I mean, it, it, it sounds like you were motivated at a pretty young age to get going with stuff like this. Absolutely. So I was uh, work ethic was instilled in me by my father and grandfather, and they pushed me into the workforce early. And you know, I always thank them for that because now, in a sense, I I'm 32, but I've had over 15 years of work experience, and I've dealt with all different types of people and different businesses, created uh, multiple businesses, multiple books. Now, you know probably written 1,500 articles, interviewed over 1,500 people, uh, 27 research studies, doing a lot of different things, but it's everything has been somewhat organic. I never set out to do any of this, but I, I realized the potential as I was putting content out, and that was the feedback I got from other people gave me more confidence to pursue uh, my passions and, and really focus in on the employment market, especially as it relates to millennials. Something else, Dan, you do pretty well is social media, which is a big deal nowadays. And I'm curious how people can become noticed and relevant through social media without appearing like they're trying too hard or being annoying. What's the secret there? Well, to be honest, I don't really use social media like I used to. I mean, I started using it in 2006, 
And I kept doubling down on it. I knew that it was going to be, you know, important. And there was a lot of buzz around it in 2007 when, in my opinion, 2007 was when social media became mainstream. So all of my friends who are successful now, who are around my age, uh, that are really successful are the ones who really focused on 2007 on building their personal brands using Twitter and LinkedIn and Facebook and other networks. Um, now it's extremely tough. Again, you know, if you try and be all things to everyone now, it, you're just going to be lost and people will not uh, remember you. So if you're trying to be another social media expert or a marketing expert, uh, it's going to be very hard, if not impossible. Um, so what you do is you really need to focus on a specific audience and build your brand around that audience. And then if you achieve a certain level of success, you can broaden out and take on more of the mainstream approach. Uh, for instance, when I first branded myself uh, when I graduated, it was personal branding spokesperson for millennials. So I, who did I want to be the best? What did I want to be the best at and what audience can I best serve? And I call that a personal brand statement. And now it's, it's, it's different now because you know, it's been eight years, and, and so now I, I, you know, people know me as kind of a, the millennial voice along the lines of helping millennials in terms of my mission statement, helping millennials from student to CEO. So things evolve over time, but if you want to get the initial visibility, the initial client base, or the initial job, then you really have to focus on becoming the best at something for a specific group of people. Dan, let's drill down a little bit more with millennials. In terms of branding, what information, personal information, is good for millennials to put out there on social media and online, and what types of information should they hold back and keep more private? Well, some of the stuff that you would keep private and public. Um, you don't talking about political views or religion or you know gender issues. Very tough. It's very tough to do that unless you're a politician, and even then, it's probably can get complicated. Uh, so I say stay away from the hard-pressing issues. Um, I'm, I don't tell people to not reveal personal, you know, things about them online, even though I don't intentionally. Mm -hmm. uh, my objective was only do professional online and hold on to my uh, personal life. Uh, um, but it's it's a matter of opinion. It's a matter of perspective and what people are comfortable with doing. But I would definitely avoid anything that would cause controversy unless you're in the business of causing controversy. Right. Understood. Again, we're joined today by Dan Shawbell, an expert on personal branding. Dan, I've always believed in the power of video resumes. I used to work in TV, so what we did is we sent out resume yeah. tapes to get our, our brand out there. What makes a good video resume, and should people submit them as part of applications even if they're not specifically asked for? So that's a great question. So, you know, I talk to heads of HR, recruiters daily at this point. Um, it's good to do, especially in certain industries, any creative type industry, right? So if you're trying to be an anchor on TV or, you know, anything that's more visual and creative, then it's kind of required or, you know, the last for something like that. Um, if it's, a, you know, if you're trying to be a banker, it's probably, uh, you know, I, I think it's a little bit more on your ability to do finance and, and sure. all of that. So I think it depends on the position, but it needs to be really good. And before you publish it online on YouTube, and there's thousands of them on YouTube, uh, or show or send it to someone on a resume as a link, uh, um, you definitely have to get feedback from your, from your peer network because it's much better to send a, re it's, it's much better to send in a really, really strong video um, uh, because it differentiates you and people get to know your personality. Mm -hmm. If you send a bad video, it can really count against you, though. Like it, you, you can lose a job even if you're qualified. So it, it's either going to be really good or don't do it at all.
Gotcha. How about salespeople? And we, have, we have a lot of readers who are salespeople. Uh, Would you suggest that salespeople put video resumes out there? Yeah, I mean, I would get your, you know, I would get your company to buy into it. I would say, you know, right. they they should invest in good production because if you're going to be sending on customers and it's going to, and if it's amateur, it's going to detract from what you're trying to do. So if you're going to do it, do it the right way, um, and then it could be really effective. It could be because again, it's different, it's unique, it's highly engaging. But you also also should know your audience. If you're trying to sell to someone who's like 70 years old, right. it might not be the smartest thing. Yeah. Someone who's a little bit younger. You know, let's say a 32-year-old, that it could be more effective, right? So, sure. you, you know, you really have to know your audience, and then you have it depends on the profession and industry. So you got to be kind of smart about it. Fair enough. Dan, people complain to me, at least they complain when I'm out speaking at different shows and events, that they don't always have time to promote themselves. So how can busy business people, especially salespeople, work on personal branding while they have so much else going on in their lives? So it's interesting because, I mean – it's just ubiquitous, you know, in a sense that you're always kind of selling yourself. Or you like, should be, at least. Uh, even when you're not even thinking about it, you, well, you should be, exactly. You, everything you do is sort of a branding slash selling opportunity, in a sense. It's not that you have to look at it like that and look at relationships like that, but that's really what you're doing because the number one question everyone asks you, regardless of where you are and, and, and whatever, is what do you do? Mm-hmm. And what do you do ends up becoming your own sales pitch as a response. So like you can't really avoid that. And because you can't really avoid that, you got to start thinking about how you want to communicate what you do. And that becomes your personal brand. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, finally, Dan, I wanted to ask you about people that you've interviewed, celebrities you've interviewed over the years. It's a pretty good list. Donald Trump's on there, Jessica Alba, Mark Cuban. Who's been your favorite interview and what's been the best branding advice you've heard over the years? Really, really good uh, question. I, you know, I've interviewed, I mean, it's uh, getting closer to 1,600. I just interviewed yeah, that's all. <laughs> uh, Donna Karen, Snooki. I mean, uh, you know, every, all the sports. How do you find you know. these people, by the it, way? How do you find them? It, you know, great question. It started off as interviewing people you've never heard of before, and then right. built and built and built. And, and uh, it's not easy. I mean, and, you know, Donald Trump was three and a half years to get like 10 minutes of his time. Yeah. Chelsea Handler was nine months. Malcolm Gladwell was probably like four years. Tom, Tony Robbins was like six and a half years. Or, it was a huge amount. So, so you know, it's, it's effort to get them. But I would say the thing that ends up being consistent, so if I boil them, because I always ask, what are your top three pieces of advice? Again and again and again. I'm always curious to see different perspectives. You know, some of the things I get are, you know, be nice to everyone. Um, follow your passion is, is typically what almost everyone says. Uh, work very hard. Things don't come easy. Don't give up. Um, you know, so it's it it is a lot of it. It's typical advice, but I think it's typical advice for a reason. Yeah. Who's been your favorite? Jessica Alba has to be right. Come on. Uh, no, no, no. She's great. <laughs> She's very nice, actually. Um, I actually talked to Rain Wilson yesterday. He's probably one of the nicest people I've ever talked to really? on the phone. That's cool. I would say, I would say, uh, my second favorite is Malcolm Gladwell. My favorite of all time is probably Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan was, he was lying down by his pool in Florida and he was just like, you know, I think part of interviewing also is you've got to sort of win them over depending on what type of interview you want to be. And so I, you know, saying you're a fan, say you, you know, I watched him since, you know, he battled Andre the giant and I saw that live. And, and so if you can make some sort of connection with them, like Donald Trump, I interviewed like his whole family before I interviewed him. Like it just becomes easier. 
it becomes easier to, to kind of connect with them and for them to trust you, for them to reveal more. Like Hulk Hogan, because of that, he was telling me about the, the, the divorce, and he would tell me about things that maybe he wouldn't tell someone else. Well, listen. This but is. I'm very. I like to be stuff. really thought, being thoughtful is really important in interviews. Um, yeah, preparation, you know, thoughtful. It's not. It's not about tripping them up per se. It's about trying to get in their head to see. Like, I'm curious about how they think about, you know, their work and their personal life and and managing it and and ideas for how they're growing businesses or their brand. So a lot of it is prep work beforehand. It sounds like. I mean, you really get involved before you you actually ask the questions. Yeah, they they're gonna they come off as general questions, but yeah. they're very well thought through, so sure. that the, the answer is gonna is gonna connect to things that I've researched beforehand. Yeah, well, listen, good stuff. We would de definitely want to thank Dan Schobel for being our guest today. Dan, if people want to find you out there, how can they do that? Yeah, you can Google Dan Schobel or go to Amazon.com and type in my name and. You'll get my books and everything I'm working on. All right. Good stuff. Again, our thanks to Dan. We want to thank you for listening as well. This has been the Advantages Experts Podcast. I'm Dave Agnoni. Have a great day.